bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, we're starting with a feel-good song today. That is Shanice and I Love Your Smile. Oh, and I really do love your smile. <laughs> oh, well, I love your smile, too. And you know what? We love to see children smile. And see how I made that connection? Because February is National Children's Dental Health Month. So if you've got children in your life, this is an important conversation that you'll want to hear. Absolutely. Dental health is at a, it's a top priority for our family. We make those know, by annual visits. Well, it's important that you do because according to the CDC, 20% of children between the ages of 5 and 11 have at least one untreated decayed tooth. That's a, that's a higher percentage than I realized. It is. It's pretty high because everybody's not making those regular dentist appointments. And so, you know, this National Children's Dental Health Month is important. And their theme for 2022 happens to be sealants make sense. Sealants make sense. So I'm going to tell you, we're bringing somebody into the conversation that's smarter than we are about dental health. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Kristen Bodiford. And Kristen is a dental hygienist. Uh, she works at the Jackson Madison County Regional Health Department in Jackson, Tennessee. Kristen, hi. Hey, how are you guys today? Oh, we are good. Thank you so much for joining us because I tell you what, Thank we want to we want to dive into this a little bit about this children's dental health. Now, I told you the theme is sealants make sense. So we hear about right. children getting sealants on their teeth at the dentist's office and even some schools, you know, their visits done. What exactly is a sealant and what does it do? Okay, sealants are a thin protective coating um, that adheres to the chewing surface of the back teeth, which are called the molars. Mm -hmm. And steel material is white in color, so they blend right in with your, the teeth. Um, sealants are applied to the tiny deep grooves of the molars, where the toothbrush bristles are actually a little bit too large to effectively clean down into the groove. So this pre prevents the bacteria from traveling down into the teeth and creating a cavity. Oh. So sealants are a huge asset. Now, did we get these back in the day? Did I just forget about this? I know they didn't come to school and do it, but did we get this? I did not have sealants when I was in school. And I wish that I had because now I do have feelings on my permanent molars. Well, yeah, right. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I had, I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I didn't forget about this. We didn't do this, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I think that we had a fluoride program at one point. Okay. Um, but we did not have a sealant program. Okay. Well, very interesting. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, what's the recommended age that parents need to take their children to start seeing a dentist regularly? That is a great question. Um, your child's first dental visit should take place after their first baby tooth appears. Oh, um, that is and preferably <laughs> by their first birthday, which seems really early. Um, but as soon as your baby has teeth, then they can get cavities. And so being proactive about their dental health um, can help keep their teeth healthy as they grow older. Um, another thing with babies and toddlers to keep in mind um, is baby bottle tooth decay. Mm -hmm. um, it's also known as early childhood caries, and it's really something that parents 
should be aware of and educate themselves about. Um, so this type of problem is normally seen on the top front teeth of babies and toddlers. So when a child is consistently um, put to bed with a bottle, the teeth are exposed to drink contain sugar. And so in turn, that sugar can turn to bacteria and cause decay on those baby teeth. So that's another reason to take your child to the dentist at an early age so the dentist can talk to you about home care for your baby and how to take care of those first baby teeth that are coming in. Wow, so we're just going to polish that one tooth then. Just take them on in there and yes, get that one tooth taken care of. We are. Yes, we are. It's so exciting when that tooth pops yeah. up. But I didn't, I did not even, it never entered my mind when my children are that age to take them to the dentist. Make them a dentist yeah. appointment when you see that tooth come through. So, Kristen, <laughs> when should parents start making the transition from brushing their children's teeth for them to letting their children kind of do it on their own? Okay, each child is going to be different. So it just depends on that child's hand coordination um, and also their determination to brush their teeth on their own. Um, so you can start by having the child brush on his own for like one minute and then you go back behind them for another minute. Mm -hmm. um, and that works really well until you feel like the child is able to do the job independently for two whole minutes. So it just depends because some kids have really good hand dexterity where they can reach all the areas real effectively. Um, they reach their back teeth and their front teeth and a lot of it's maturity too. Um, they have to be aware of, of really the location of all the teeth in their mouth. So, um, you know, as a parent and you just watch your child, you know, when they're brushing for their minute, um, you can kind of see if they're missing spots or if they seem to be pretty comprehensive about their brushing. Um, and you just kind of go from there. Okay. Hmm. Like this kind of makes me laugh because I have older, you know, preteen and teenage children and I feel like I still need to brush their teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's why she didn't give a specific age. <laughs> when you like, let them take yes, over. You should know how to do this by now. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, goodness. Well, you touched on the importance of taking care of baby teeth. A lot of people may think, well, they're not, they're going to fall out. They're not going to be around forever. So why is that so important? Like, does that lead to other issues? Absolutely. Um, so the baby teeth are very, very, very important um, to the child's health and development. Um, they help your child chew, speak, and smile. Um, the baby teeth hold space in their mouth for their permanent teeth that are going to come in. Um, so if a baby tooth is lost too early, the permanent teeth can um, crowd or drift into spaces that they shouldn't be. So baby teeth are really important to just hold space for the permanent teeth. Um, it helps with the shape of the jaw. So as your child gets older, um, that would be affected if they have lost their baby teeth. Um, you also want to make sure to prevent cavities on the baby teeth. So some people may say, yeah, there's a cavity there, but that tooth is going to come out. It's a baby tooth, you know, 
Um, but the thing to remember is that the bacteria in the cavities on the baby teeth can spread to the permanent teeth and then cause cavities in those teeth as well. So in order to protect all of the teeth, you really want to keep that bacteria out of their mouth. Okay, so the toothpaste, you know, toothpaste ranges from a dollar to $10, you know, just depending on what kind you get per tube. So do we need to be getting the most expensive toothpaste that's out there in order to get the best results on our children's teeth? Or are there some lower priced toothpaste that can work just as well? All right, the general rule of thumb is to buy products with the ADA seal. So, And ADA um, is? The ADA seal. So Crest and Colgate are my favorite brands to get. And um, the ADA is the American Dental Association. Okay. And so they um, test and evaluate every product to make sure um, that the ingredients are safe and effective. And so you really want to follow those guidelines when you pick a toothpaste. Okay. That's easy enough to do to look for ADA yeah. on things. Look for the yeah. seal. Yeah. Okay, so Janelle asked about toothpaste. I'm going to ask about toothbrushes because <laughs> I have bought these for my children thinking that it would help. <laughs> is, is, it a, is it really beneficial for us to purchase like the toothbrushes that have the rotating bristles? Or can our kids get the same level of clean from a regular toothbrush if they're doing it correctly? Right. Um, the, very, the most important thing about the toothbrush um, would be the size of the toothbrush head. So you would want to make sure that you buy a toothbrush where the head of the brush is actually smaller in size to fit the child's mouth really well. And so a lot of times with like the electric or battery powered brushes, um, those toothbrush heads are huge. And so it's really hard to fit that brush um, way back in the back of the mouth. So as long as the toothbrush head is fairly small, um, it can be electric. Um, some kids prefer electric or battery powered brushes because they're fun. Um, and sometimes those are great for kids who have dexterity problems and they're just not able to brush with the regular brush really well. Um, and that may help them clean their teeth better. But ultimately that brush head needs to be small. Okay, so it, can, it doesn't matter if it spins or not. It just needs to be the right size. To it be needs thicker. to be the right size. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, I think most people figure out brushing eventually. <laughs> they figure out brushing their teeth. <laughs> Flossing <laughs> can be complicated. Now, for children, now there are a lot of adults who don't floss the way that they should or as often as they should. So talk a little bit about flossing and when should we introduce that to our children? Yeah. Um, you want to start as soon as your child has two teeth that touch. So, <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, again, so I failed start, at this. <laughs> so when you start brushing their teeth, um, the toothbrush bristles will not reach right in between the teeth where the teeth touch. Um, and so children, a lot of times parents will have to floss for their children. Um you know, especially at a really young age, of course, they can't do that on their own. But even as their elementary age, um, it's really hard to do. Even some adults have trouble flossing their teeth. And so um, we always recommend flossers for kids. It's a great way to introduce flossing where they feel like they can do it on their own. And then as they get a little bit older, 
you can teach them how to pull a string of floss and wrap it around their fingers. Yeah, my kids like those flossers. They're, yeah. they're just easy for them to use, for sure. I mean, honestly, as an adult, I like them, too. I know. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's a real issue for a lot of people, uh, children and adults alike. There's, like, some major anxiety about going to the dentist. Fortunately, my kids and I love going to the dentist. I love having my teeth cleaned. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of parents deal with it, um, anxiety in their children when they're going to the dentist or maybe it's their first time and they're not sure about it. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of noises and stuff happening in the yeah. dentist office. So how can um, parents, you know, deal with that and prepare for that? Yeah, I think this is a really, really important question. Um, and what I used to always tell expectant moms when I worked in private practice, because we would get ready to schedule their six-month appointment and they'll say, oh, my baby's going to be here by then. You know, I'm going to have to find somebody to watch them and all this. And I always told my moms, bring your child with you, bring them with you. Just start bringing them with you at a really young age. And that way they grow up seeing me, they grow up seeing the dentist, they see you in the chair, they see that I'm not hurting you. Um, The equipment won't scare them as they get older because it's like a normal thing that we do, Hmm. you know? And so as they grow up, they just think this is, normal you know and that it's not the parent really sets the tone to say you know this is not scary they're not hurting me um and as the child becomes a toddler i would always set the child in the mom or dad's lap and ride them up and down in the chair and i would let them look while i you know used my tools and um said see you know your mom is doing so great or um your dad is doing great and um you know, the child is very curious at that point. Um, but they grow confident in knowing that we're not scary people, we're not here to hurt you. Um, and really having them see that at a young age will help them to do better when it's their turn, you know? I like that idea. Little happy visits for kids. Yeah. Now, there are some kids who at a young age have some dental problems and they've been traumatized, you know, by a procedure that had been done. Right. And that is the only thing they remember is having that done, you know, and they think every visit after that is going to hurt or be scary, you know, and sometimes that's hard, but you just have to reassure the child um, and and just help them as much as, as you can to get over that fear. Um, but like I said, if they grew up coming to the dentist, that really, it helps so, so much. Well, okay. So we're going to the dentist, we're getting the right toothbrushes and we're, we're starting the flossing. What else can parents do at, on a daily basis to help prevent tooth decay? That doesn't have anything to do with maybe the toothpaste that we use. Yeah. So um, basically just br- make sure that they're brushing their teeth two times a day. So in the morning and at night, for two minutes each time. So that is the very most important thing um, to instill in your kids to keep their teeth healthy. Um, You would want to use a fluoridated toothpaste. Um, You would want to limit their exposure to sugary foods and drinks. Mm. Um, And also regular dental visits. So um, if you create those habits in them at a young age, they will continue to do those things into adulthood. 
I like so that. So true with many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Well, so is it is it true or is it really the case that dental health affects other areas of health as children become adults? I've always heard that health begins in the mouth. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, so something that most people don't know is that your mouth can show signs of nutritional deficiencies um, or infections. So even systemic diseases that affect the entire body um, may first be apparent in the mouth. Um, you might see lesions or other oral problems that would um, raise a red flag that something's going on. Um, we encourage people to keep their teeth healthy, keep their gums healthy, um, to prevent gum disease and also heart disease. Mm. So the bacteria that will run through your body when you have gum disease um, can affect your heart and cause heart disease. Um, so yeah, it's important to get regular checkups um, to just keep a check on your overall health. Mm. I think that's great. And Tanel and I um, had an earlier podcast in, in February and highlighted health month. And here we are coming back to it. I mean, it's all connected. Yeah. You know, there's so many things we have to think about for our overall health. And, and things keep running into each other and being linked to each other. So I think it's good to kind of spotlight that. So Kristen, to end our conversation today, I'm one of those children who had some dental issues when I was young. I was taken mm-hmm. to a dentist who was not child friendly and I was traumatized. Okay. okay? So I had to mm-hmm. reprogram myself early in adulthood to yeah. keep those appointments on a regular basis and do what I needed to do. So What should a parent consider when they're trying to choose a dentist for their very young child? What should they be looking for? So you really just want to choose a reputable dentist. Um, You would want to ask around for recommendations. Um, You could, you know, if you're new to an area, you could call around to the specialists like the orthodontist or the oral surgeons and say, who's a good general dentist for us to see? Or who's a good um, pediatric dentist for us to see? and have them give you three recommendations. And then call some other places and have them give you three recommendations. And you'll eventually find that names overlap Mm. and that multiple people have recommended the same person. And when that happens, you know that's who you need to go to. Wow. Um, (laughs) We can use that for a lot of different things. Ultimately, you would want to find someone who makes you feel comfortable, makes your child feel comfortable. Um, But most likely those are the most recommended dentist. Well, that's a great tip. And like Tanel, you just said, like we could use that for <laughs> many providers. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah for around. anything. So people, people will be really happy with their level of care and the work, the quality of work that they've had done, and um, just the hospitality, you know, of the office and the staff and. All of that makes a difference and it makes your child feel more comfortable and you too as a parent. Absolutely. And we have definitely found that if people like a provider, they will tell people. So I think that's a great way to find someone. Kristen, thanks so much for this conversation. Uh, I've learned a lot myself. Uh, I've learned when when that one tooth comes through, we need to book a dental appointment. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And in the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. I love the life you live. Take care.